Blog Talk Radio.
Father, we give you glory and honor, Lord, and we ask above all, Jesus, be glorified tonight in everything that is said and done. So our call in number, once again, 619-638-8458. We're going to, I think we should go into worship for just a minute, and we'll be right back.
Call number 619-631-8458. If you need prayer for anything, um, give us a call. Um, I don't know why I feel like doing more worship. Um, I don't know about any of you out there. Um, Paul, you got anything on your heart right now? Um, if we go into some worship, some Carrie Joby, um, or Kim Walker, how he loves us. Well, let's see what we have. Um, I was trying to explain to our group of partners that the host that is facilitating all the calls that because Satan is very distraught that we bring our lives out of the comfort zone of our bedrooms and our living rooms and our family rooms and our gang rooms and the luxury of our homes to spend hours worshiping the Lord and praying over strongholds strongholds of people in need of prayer that unfortunately we have a Tim Tebow characters that call in wanting prayer that are doing nothing but, you know, uh, working against us. Um, the guy that called in about gambling and, you know, we have people that call into the radio station that, you know, it, we have to facilitate protocol, proper protocol, because if we don't screen them in the room, then by the time you get them out there on the radio station, live on the air, they start acting cooking. Um, so whoever the show host is, you know, they're taking in calls, they're running the screen room, um, they're screening, they're praying, and it's like running a Learjet, playing an 18 hole of golf, getting four kids ready for school, you know, in the morning. Amen. <laughs> you know, so if we misspell something, you know, just forgive us um, because we're trying our very best to please everyone and stand in the gap. Hallelujah. So um, if you have a song by Ken Walker, How He Loves Us, that would be nice. I don't know if I have that one. I do have Carrie Job on, which I can put on, um, and I can yeah. download it. Ken Walker. You know, it's funny um, when you say all that. Um, I've been sitting here going over different scriptures. Um tonight, um, not sure where the Holy Spirit's going to lead us, like always, or what he has planned, and so I could say what I think or what I'm hoping for, but then um, that sort of commits me into it, and then <laughs> I have to stand in faith on that, um, which is fine by me. Um, so, you know, um, I wanted to talk a little bit tonight about breakthrough, um, and which is an all-encompassing area in our lives. Um and talk about being in a place of submission to the Lord and um seek and as as always seeking his heart and not his hand. Um which is always a good place to be. Someone told me once that a man who's always on his knees can never fall. Those who are always um submitted to the Lord, those who are always um humble before him. I remember when I was a young kid, um, the day I got filled with the Holy Spirit, um my youth pastor at the time, um, an amazing worship leader, um, who was also the worship pastor named Joe Cruz, had actually looked at me, and the only thing he said to me is he said, never lose the tenderness in your heart before the Lord. 
um, which is something I can say for everybody out there, is never lose the tenderness and the moldability and the shapeability that God has over your heart where you allow him to have his way in your life, regardless of what that may be. And for some people, that just means being obedient to the things God does say, or it could be being obedient to the things he's already said. And I know we live by grace, but we also live in the spirit. It says, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And, you know, Jesus said to the disciples um, in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, he said, um, what could you not, and this is like Matthew 26, um, 40. He said, what could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, at least you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And, you know, sometimes um, we as Christians tend to be on the defensive, always um, waiting for the attack of the enemy or waiting for the enemy to do something. The Bible says that the enemy um, goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And there's far too many people in the world, and including Christians, who are sitting around waiting for things to happen. But we weren't made to be um, bystanders. We were made to be um, ambassadors of Christ, the army of the living God. Um, God, all the authority, all the power that we could ever need to defeat the enemies in our life. And, you know, Jesus already gave us. Um, it says the word is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Um, Jesus said that all the authority in heaven and earth was given to him, and he gave it unto us. And not only that, he um, gave us the Holy Spirit, who is the same Holy Spirit who raised Christ Jesus from the dead. You know, sometimes we have to be on the offensive. Sometimes we have to be vigilant, like it says in Psalms, to put your face toward a flint and constantly be meditating on the Word of God. You know, even from the beginning in, like, the book of Joshua, he started off the book of Joshua um, after, I believe it was right after the death of Moses or a little bit after, and, um, you know, he's about to... Tell um, Joshua, go, you're, everything Moses did, I want you to go do. And he said, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. And this is Joshua 1. And in verse 5, he says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. And then in verse 7, only be strong and of good courage that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, for you may observe, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And, you know, um, over and over again, he tells Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. And to meditate upon the word of God. You know, we all know that the word of God says that the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. But even Jesus um, was in the disciples went and were trying to find Jesus, and I'm not sure they, where the exact verse is, and they said, well, let's get you some food. And he's like, well, I have food you don't know of. 
And they're like, are you crazy? We never gave you any food. You don't have any food. Um, and Jesus said, um, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and the work of him who sent me. And he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And until we begin as um, individuals, as Christians, as even a body and the bride of Christ, until we begin to take the word of God and to begin to dwell on it and meditate on it. You know, Paul said to pray without ceasing. But until we get to the place where we're continually having the word of God before us, then we'll never really find the victory and the breakthrough that we're looking for. Because the victory, the word of God is what points us to Jesus. And every answer we could ever need for any problem we have is already inside of the word of God. We just have to look for it. And we have to know it. So when the enemy comes in, we have words, the word of God to stand against him with. And so sometimes you have to um, get out of your comfort zone. And you have to change, you have to make up your mind and change and change your mindset and change your priorities and put the presence of God as a priority in your life and put your relationship with God as a priority, whether that means five minutes, ten minutes, a couple hours. Um, in the old days, like the 18th and 19th, 19th century and 19th century or in the 1800s, whatever that term is, um, there was men of God who would stay on their, hand, on their hands and knees night and day for hours and hours and hours at a time because they felt that they couldn't do any good into the world until they had spent most of their time with the Father. And I'm not saying that we have to do that. Um, but when you make the Word of God a priority in your life, you know, someone told me once that you not only have to have a relationship with God as far as praise and worship, but you also have to have a relationship with His Word until you take the Word and it becomes part of who you are. And in doing so, it changes everything about you. Um, and then there's going to be those nights where you have to wrestle with God, like um, Jacob did in um, the book of Genesis, chapter 32. And, you know, Jacob met a man and wrestled with him, which we know was the Lord. And he wrestled with him until the dawn. And when the dawn came, the man tried to go, and he said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And there's times in our life where we have to get to the point where we tell the Lord, whether it's early in the morning or late at night, we're not going to let him go until he, until we get the blessing, until we get the breakthrough, until we get the revelation over whatever it is we're looking for. Um, you may be needing a breakthrough in your life right now, whether it's financial or it's a healing or it's a family member. And, you know, we would encourage you, to seek the Lord as much as possible, to get into his presence and don't leave until you get the answer you're looking for, whether that means just sitting there and meditating on scripture for hours or just worshiping him um, with every minute of spare time you have, but continually be in the presence of the Lord. Um, so we're going to go into a quick time of worship so we can check the screening rooms, and we will be right back. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything. 
Become my soul's delight. 
You brought me to your banqueting table, Lord. You prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies, Lord. You anoint my head with oil. You anoint my head with oil. The oil of gladness. The oil of joy. And now my cup overflows, oh Lord. Yes, my cup overflows, oh Lord. Yes, my cup overflows, oh Lord. It's surely goodness and mercy. It's gonna follow me all the days of my life. It's gonna follow me. And 
I'm married to a Proverbs 31 woman. She's a phenomenal lady, awesome woman of God. Her name is Olivia. And um, both me and Olivia, uh, we have phenomenal testimonies. Um, and I can promise you, you know, before we were saved, you know, she's always been my best friend. She's worked with me since day one. Um, today, because of her generosity and her compassionate heart, she sold 100 hours of um, time in our community when we first moved to Kansas. I remind you, you're, if I can remind you, we live in a very rural community, about 350, 400 people. We're in farming country agriculture and my wife would go down to the grocery store and she would work for free this is a grocery store of about 2,000 square foot um, the bare essentials you know five salad dressings six seven of them you know very minimum and we got into a bunch of convoluted matters with the offshore bank that I work for out of Japan and after she had already worked for him and sold 100 hours of her loving time into the community grocery store I lifted my bills to the Lord like um, Jesse Duplantis and all the other ministers of God do obviously their overhead is a lot more than mine and when she went down to the store and left the house at that time we was living in the church here um and i lifted the bills to the lord and i said well god your word says that you're not abandoned you're gonna lie and you said that you'll meet all my needs hallelujah my wife gave me a hug she went to the store and the store told her now we don't want you to volunteer no more we want to hire you <laughs> and you know uh she now manages the store, but they just haven't adjusted her pay scale to fit the management position. But, you know, we still press on. We pray. We lift all of our needs to the Lord. He continues to bless us. Um, and so I have Olivia in the green room with me tonight. Um, we've had a lot of snow here. And I don't know, the Lord just wanted me to, you know, go over Proverbs 31, uh, if that's okay with everybody. Um, it's funny that Sherry's talking about kinsman redeemer in the book of Ruth. That was the vision of our coming Savior. I have a CD that I like to mail you ladies about the kinsman redeemer because we love the book of Ruth. Remember the gentleman's name that preaches it? The CD we have. Oh, um, so anyway, um, let's look at the book of Ruth and let's pray first. Um, for those of you um, that are in the chat room, you can put down some comments. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, that 
the blood the bloodshed of your son Jesus Christ and Calvary that it represents the victory that we all walk in today. That by the blood bought right that we have, Heavenly Father, we can lift all our needs to you. Heavenly Father. And it says in John fourteen, fourteen that whatever we ask, it says, I will do it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the platform that you have provided us to preach the gospel, to save the lost, to reach out to the nations of the globe and call in all the lost, the hungry, the poor, the unclothed, your children that do not have homes, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I ask you that you anoint the words that come from my mouth, that everybody listening today, tonight, and in the future on our blog talk radio broadcast, that the word of God will be ministered to them in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we give you all the glory and all the honor. Okay. If we go to the book of Proverbs, I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. Um, And I'm going to put where I'm reading from in the screen room so that you ladies can get on your computer and you can see where I'm at. Okay. Um, and we may have more than three ladies now. Um, so, you know, as we as we pray over the ladies, you know, I want to pray for the ladies because I honestly feel that the ladies in the household, the women of God, they're what they are very instrumental in holding everything together. When everything seems like it's going to shatter, when storms hit the household, men seem to be the ones that are loud and boisterous. You know, if you watch them on football, it's a good example. You know, they're on the sidelines hollering at each other. You know, but, but, you know, we talk to one another as men, you know, we get in each other's face and slap each other to, to, to get each other riled up for the battle. But the women, they seem to sit back typically, let me say that, the, the typical woman, um, a woman of God will sit back and she'll mull things over. Um, she moves gentle, or the man in most cases will move swiftly. Um, women are careful. Men, for the most part, take risk. Um, so, um, for you ladies that are listening, I thank God for the woman in the household. I thank God and I pray for the women that are running the household. Um, I thank God and I ask him to bless the women 
that are running the household in its entirety, paying the bills, getting the kids ready, getting the kids to school, taking care of the animals, making sure all the protocol within the home is met in a godly manner. Whether you're single, whether you're divorced, whether you're dating, whatever the matter may be, men need the women, okay? Um, when God made man, the first thing he, he did, he scratched his head, and, you know, immediately he, he knew that the man needed help. You know what he did? <laughs> he threw a woman in the garden, you know, not a donkey, a woman. So, um, you know, I want to just read and I want to pray over the women tonight because typically men can withstand more pain than women. We just have a a uh, stronger pain tolerance. And for you women that need a financial break, for you women that I just ask God that he remove the scales from your eyes, the burden from your heart, that he allow you to just reach up to heaven, to the footstool of God, to call out for his angels, that you're able to ride on the wings upon an eagle and just walk in the mercy and the blessing of God in your finances with your children. For you women who name your children Christian, whatever your needs are, whether it's brotherly love, to get all the ties in the family, to get the husband to talk appropriately to your son, to get the mother to talk appropriately to the daughter, to get the mother and the father to communicate with one another so that all the needs of the household are met in a godly manner. For you women that are raising your kids on your own, you know, what you're burning the candle at both ends, um, we pray that God send you a godly man into your life. You may be at a point that, that you don't believe you want a man in your house. Um, I would just ask you to seek God because... For those of you that are really seeking God, the Bible says in Matthew 6, 31, to seek ye first, to seek God first, and his righteousness. It says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So when you roll out of the comfort zone of your bed in the morning, you know, Start today reading one, and if you're not doing it, just start reading one proverb a day. There's 31 proverbs in the Bible. You know, for those, you, it's very elementary. There's 31 days in a month. So you read one proverb a day, every day. Read five chapters a day, five psalms, uh, Christopher He'll read one through five on one day, six through ten the next day. And he's been doing it so long that he'll read one through five and then eleven through fifteen. And he just he he he, he changes it up. One through five one day, thirty one through thirty five the next, because he's been reading the Bible so long. So for you women that need a breakthrough, the 
that you women that feel a burden, I pray that your Heavenly Father will lift you up in His hands and let you know that He is there for you. Amen? So, as a minister of God, um, I was reading earlier, um, Pastor John Lee, he was tapping into 2 Corinthians 3 5. Um, and as we look at 2 Corinthians, bear with me, I don't type like you women do. Um, it says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. I thank you for the word that John Lee, Pastor John Lee, put out there today because it's not us that gets us through the days. It's the spirit that's working and manifesting in our lives. Okay? Um, if we read in Proverbs 31, I put it down in the chat room so that everybody can pull it up on uh, Bible Gateway. This is the Bible that my wife reads because it, it, it ministers to my wife. It says, The saying of King Lemuel, the sayings of King Lemuel contain this message which his mother taught him. Oh, my son, oh, son of my womb, oh, son of my bowels, do not waste your strength on women, on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, to guzzle wine. Rulers should not crave alcohol. For if they drink, they may forget the law and not give justice to the oppressed. Alcohol is for the dying, and wine is for those with bitter distress. Let them drink to forget their poverty and remember their troubles no more. Speak up for those that cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak for the people and helpless. And see if they get justice. Now, from here, from verse 10 in the New King James Bible, it says the virtuous wife. In the New Living Translation, it says a woman of noble character or a wife of noble character. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare, prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. 
With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns light into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses a fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed in strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand up and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will greatly be praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Lord, we thank you for this passage, this chapter in Proverbs. Lord God, I lift up here every woman, every all the women, every woman on this platform, any women that ever happens to pass by and listen to one of our blogs, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I pray that your kingdom come and will be done on our life every day. Your kingdom come and will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallowed be your name, Heavenly Father, in these ladies' lives. I thank you, Father, for a few ladies that I do have some knowledge of, their hard works, the raising of their children, all of the works that they do in the community with the animals, Speaking of one of our guests, one of our very, very thankful guests, um, Heavenly Father, I ask you, your word says that you will reign in the latter days. I ask you, Heavenly Father, that you reign supernaturally in Sherry's life. Heavenly Father, I ask you that somehow that you come down to the men and women in her community, to the men and women in the nations, and that, Heavenly Father, that you renew her wineskins, Heavenly Father, that you renew her blessings, that you fill up her barns, Heavenly Father, her wine bats. Lord God, I ask you that you supernaturally fill all of her needs on her farm, in the kennels, all of her equestrian needs, all of her needs of neutering, all of her needs of spading, all of her needs, Heavenly Father, they, they will be met regarding food, any kind of shelter, hay, all the needs, Heavenly Father. 
as you know them, Father, as you created her, as you give her the witty ideas, Heavenly Father, the supernatural vision to go out and step in faith in the organic pet prep radio platform that you have provided her. Heavenly Father, for the other lady out of Fort Lauderdale, out of Fort Myers, Heavenly Father, we ask you that you reign in her life, Lord God, that whatever her needs met, they are met according to your riches and glory, that you will get the glory, Heavenly Father, that, that she will send the testimony, Heavenly Father, regarding of your supernatural blessing in the name of Jesus. Lord God, your word says that you will meet all of our needs, that whatever we ask, Heavenly Father, that you will meet them. Lord God, I just pray that you minister to these ladies. We pray that you meet all the needs financially that Ophelia needs in Singapore, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we pray as we kind of slant here, we pray for our guest, Minister Crock. Heavenly Father, we pray for Anthony. We pray for all the nations, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I ask you this, and I thank you, Lord God, based on what you've done in my life, based on what you've done in Christopher's life, based on what you've done in Sean's life, in Rebecca's life, in Tracy's life, in my wife's life, all of us, Father. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth through us as it is in the footstool in heaven, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I thank you that somehow you miraculously minister to each of these ladies, Heavenly Father, as we stand in the gap, Lord God, that the love of Jesus, that they can feel your arms holding them, Heavenly Father, letting them know that you have an angel lifting them up, Heavenly Father, so that all their needs will be met, so that they seek ye first the kingdom of God, Heavenly Father, so that they honor you with the tithe, so they honor you with the offering. So they honor you with the seed. That you allow them, that you minister them seed faith. A seed, seed faith is anything that God gives you. The faith that he gives you. In the name of Jesus. To sow into someone else's life in exchange for the promise he has for you. So as we lift up these needs of all these ladies, Heavenly Father, we give you all the glory and all the honor. Now, I have a young lady. She always says I put her on the spot. Um, I would like to bless each one of you ladies with my lovely bride. Um, her name is Olivia. I at least want Olivia to say hi. Hi. Um, I'm going to let her scoot over here next to my kitten, Bella. Bella is holy now still, and every evening, Bella comes in here worshiping the Lord with me. She was born a clubfoot, so her front two feet are clubfoot, so she walks on her two legs half the time. And anyway, and they're both females. Hallelujah. Hopefully that makes it all better. <laughs> yeah, that makes it better. Um, I was just sitting back listening. He had asked me to... Read uh, Proverbs 31. Uh, I was dealing with some issues in my own family, 
and I hesitated, and then I thought, you know, I should go and pray for others who are experiencing some things, and I came in here, and as I sat back and read, as my husband was finishing up in prayer, I'm reading in Second Corinthians, and it just, I guess, in, in all of, I don't know what everyone is going through, um, we all have tests and trials, and I know I've read in Scripture that there's nothing that that we are enduring that hasn't already been endured by someone else. Uh, I'm in Second Corinthians, and it is chapter one. And this chapter, uh, they apparently were enduring. It's, it, I'll just start reading it here. It says, "But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves." and learn to rely only on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. They apparently it brought back a moment in time when, I guess, coming to Christ, which was very extreme for me, got in a situation and truly surrendered. And, um, you know, all through life, we, I thought, in my personal life, I thought just being good was good enough, but you come to the understanding in, in that given time um, to truly let go and let God, and uh, I hopefully this helps some of you guys, women out there, um, to just sometimes just let, letting go is, is the key. Um, there's only so much we can do in every situation, and even in many paths experiences, I've tried to do it myself thinking, okay, you know, we have to help and, and do what we need to in life, but when I guess I've experienced the best of God's blessing, it's been when I let go and let him take care of it, and it's just it's ministered to me, so hopefully it ministers to you to let go, um, because he will rescue. Sometimes you have to look at it in a different way, and it doesn't come in the way that it's expected, but he does rescue us. And I'm I'm coming to learn and know him more and more. He rescues the animals too. He rescues the animals too. I uh, I have an animal right here that I found on Thanksgiving Eve with a little black ball, not even about a quarter of a pound. And when I went to go pick her up, she tried running and she rolled because her front feet she has like elbows, and she couldn't run. So I grabbed her out of the snow and I bought her in. And I'm gonna tell you this: this kitten has been the best thing in their life. We, you know, my my son's in college, and um, so I, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm ministering to Sherry. I looked at Sherry's website. And I looked at everything she's done that God has gifted her with, and my hats off to her because I know if what's in the pictures on her website is her property and everything that she's having to maintain herself and manage the household. Um, without God, there's no way she can do it. Um, there's no way that we can, there's no way anyone really, once you become a Christian, can minister in your life, can facilitate in your life without relying on the grace of God and the mercy of God to carry us through the storms. You know, David, he had storms. Joseph had storms. You know, Job had storms. You know, even Rahab, when she was hiding the spies, and everybody 
when she got a word from the Lord because she spared him and hit him. You know, you got to think about it. Rahab was a prostitute. That's Jesus' great, 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 great grandmother. Goes back to the story of Ruth. And when Rahab, who was a prostitute, and the church, her family, and everybody wanted to um, um, deny her, she was out there telling them with the spirit of the Holy Ghost speaking through her to come hang out in my house. And you got to imagine, you know, her family gathered in her house. But you know, because they had a march around Jericho seven times, seven days. And throughout that seven days, you think about it, you put your family in that house with a prostitute. How many of them, they just couldn't hold out. They were bouncing on her, you know, but God spared her. So all through the Bible, there are women that God spared. And we can look back at those testimonies of those women, for you women and for us men, knowing that he is Jehovah Jireh. He is El Shaddai. He is our provider. He's going to reign. And if you'll just seek ye first the kingdom of God and keep your eyes on the things above and shout from the mountaintop, God will redeem you. He will. He's done it in our life. He's done it in Christopher and Tracy's life. He's done it in Sean's life. And the only reason why we come out here and we stand in the gap and we profess, confess, and we tell you our message that we have because we are an ordinary day people. There, there is, I promise you, um, I'm not a preacher, but I guarantee you I've been through some hurdles, I've been through some storms, I've been through some messes, some tests, and God somehow has carried me through them. And um, so, you know, we're not here throwing any theological uh, sermons down your throat. We're not, we're not, we're, we're just regular, everyday people just expressing our love that Jesus has spared in our life so that you can look at our messages and our messages and apply them to your life. Okay? So I believe we might have Christopher on the air with us. Um, we sure do. Are you there, Christopher? Uh, yes, I am. Um, hallelujah. Well, we got Chris Herzog from Garland, Texas, live on the air with us tonight. Um, um, so I'm going to kind of give it over to Christopher because um, he has a Proverbs 31 woman living under his um, straw on the roof. And uh, Christopher, speak up. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm right here. Can you hear me okay? Uh, yeah, you kind of need to get a little bit closer to the to the webcam. I got you. Let me uh, give me a second. Let me adjust my my audio settings here. Okay. Um, uh, Sean, how you doing? How's it going? Uh, we're doing good. We're just the Lord put on my heart to minister to the ladies on the platform tonight. Um, it looks like we have one, two, three women. Um, I don't know what happened to Minister Gock. 
Grok, um, he may want to go get his girlfriend so that she can listen. <laughs> I got you. Um, Amen. Uh, we have uh, Wendy um, that needs prayer also for her son. I'm not sure in what direction that we need to pray for her son. Um, All right. We'll pray for him up there, a, a, a Psalms, a Proverbs 31 woman. Um, okay, Grog's back with us. So I'm going to give it to you, Christopher. All right. Well, let's uh, let's pray for Christian, which is uh, Wendy's son. He's 14 years old, uh, needs some prayer. So we're going to lift him up and just see, uh, you know, what the Lord does. So, Father, right now, Lord, we just join prayer, Father God, with, with Wendy tonight, Father, and our intercessors, everybody on the platform, Father, and those that are listening and praying. And, Father God, tonight, in the name of Jesus, Father, your kingdom come and your will be done, Father, in Christian's life. Father, we pray, Lord God, you said that we should train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. So, Father, we just pray, Lord God, that you would begin to pour your spirit into this man of God at 14 years of age. Father, that you would use Wendy and the the influence in their household, Father God, to raise up this teenage boy, Father God, in the things of the spirit and the things of your word. Father, we just pray right now, Lord God, we know, Father, that what was going on, Lord, when when we were his age, Father, is a lot different uh, than what's going on now, Father. Times are are getting darker. But, Father, you said, Lord, when when the times get darker, Father, your light would get brighter, Father God. So right now we just declare, Father God, that you would just begin to send laborers into this boy's high school, into his uh, circle of influence, Father, into his social groups, that, Father, you begin to bring teenagers that are filled with the Holy Spirit, begin to bring children that are an influence for salt and light in his life, Father God, and that, Father, you would use influence, Father God, to bring him into your kingdom. Lord, use his peers, use his parents, use Wendy, and use, Lord God, Father God, every means necessary to keep him in your ways. Father, we just declare, Lord God, that, Father, you said that if we seek first your kingdom, and your righteousness, all these things will be added. And, Father, we know, Lord, Wendy is committing Christian to you, Father God, and she's desiring, Lord, for him to come to the knowledge of the truth. Father, we just pray right now, Father God, for all the pressures and the, the, the things in life that are coming at him from the north, south, east, and west, Father, for you to just begin to raise up a shield of protection around him from the enemy and the schemes and the tactics and all the strategies that are coming against him at this young age. And, Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would just put your word in his heart, Father. Hide your word in his heart. Help him, Lord, to seek out your word, Father, that he wouldn't sin against you, but that he'd be raised up in the things of God and raised up in the power of the Spirit. Father, we just ask right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, Father, for you to speak to him. Speak to him, Lord God. Lord, speak to his heart, Father. We just pray that you take the layers off of his heart. Take the layers off of his heart because of disappointments and discouragement and, and disillusionments, things that he's he's seen even in church and in organized religion and, and things that he thought was hypocritical and things that he didn't agree with that maybe burdened his heart or pushed him away, Father. 
or, or hardened his heart, Lord. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would open him up to your spirit, that you would open him up, Lord God, and give him a humble, open heart, Father God. And, Lord, begin to work in that relationship between Wendy and Christian, Father God. Lord, you said in the last days you would turn the hearts of the fathers and the mothers to the children and the hearts of the children back to the fathers and the mothers. So we just declare right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, turn his heart towards you. Turn his heart to honor his mother and father. Turn his heart, Lord God, to realize that, that just because he's seen things, Lord, in and out of church and, and in and out of people's lives, that he can separate you from what people do. And he, he won't compare what people do to what you do, Father, and use that as an excuse to run from you. But, Father, use all these things in his life to cause him to run after you, to run towards you. So, Father, we just ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, minister to him by the power of the Holy Spirit. Set him in a place, Lord, where he can get vital ministry to raise him up in the things of God. Lord, bring Wendy peace right now, Father God, as she's going through the the child-raising process, Father God, and and trying to bring her son into the things of God and, and lead him in the right way, Father. Give her peace. Give her grace. Father, give her patience. And, Lord God, give her wisdom by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, speak to her heart in the way she should lead her son. Speak to her heart, Lord, when she needs to press harder. And speak to her heart when she needs to back off. But, Lord, let her be led by the Spirit when it comes to raising her son, Lord. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in Christian's life. And, Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, that you're going to use him in a mighty way. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, do we have any other prayer requests or anything that's come in tonight? You know, I just came onto the platform probably about 10 minutes ago, so uh, I'm not really sure where you guys have been most tonight. Um. But if there's anybody else that has perfect, you guys want to throw any of those out to me if you've talked to anybody. Otherwise, uh, I think I want to share a little bit of scripture tonight and just kind of go with it. Um, Brother Paul or Sean or Olivia or anybody that's on the platform. Yeah, I'm going to start. What's going on as far as prayer requests right now? Uh, Where are we at? Um... Um, well, we've, um, been covering Sister Sherry with, um, blessings, prayer. I believe most likely her finances that she needs a blessing, a supernatural blessing, really don't have to do with her own livelihood. It has to do with animals, um, because she takes in animals, has all these kittens, you know, five kittens that need to be have their sex altered. Um, I think that either means neutered or um, uh, spayed in. Um, and you know, she she just you know she needs the finances to carry on in the gifts that God has given her with these animals. Um, and then we 
we covered uh, um, Wendy's needs. Um, I suggest that what uh, Wendy needs to do, she needs to pray the blood of Jesus over that cell phone of her son's. She needs to get that cell phone of his and get some olive oil in her hand and lift it up to Jesus and just get olive oil all on that phone of his and just turn that phone over to Jesus. Um, And, you know, that devil can't enter if it has the covering of blood. The power's in the blood. The power's in the blood. Amen? Amen. Um. The word we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And as you begin to apply over not only the cell phone, but everything in that boy's life, and as you begin to testify about the living God in your own life, and you allow him to hear texts and hear stories of, of what God is doing in people's lives, it will bring an overcoming spirit in his life. You know, that's how we all overcome, by the blood of the Lamb that sets us free. And by the word of our testimony, as people begin to experience the power of the blood, as people hear the testimony that we have, it can enable them to get free themselves. And so we just want to encourage you, or I do, uh, you know, just continue to share the reality of Christ with them. You know, um, I know when I was a teenager, I saw a lot of hypocrisy in church. And I just want to say this hypocrisy among Christians, uh, religious people, whatever you want to call it, and in my mindset, I equated who God was with what I saw in all these people that were being hypocritical. And it actually kind of pushed me away. And instead of just realizing people are human and God is different, you know, I, I sort of turned and, and went away from the things of God, uh, blaming Christians, blaming hypocrites, blaming these religious people, and not realizing that that was just people and that had nothing to do with God. And it took some years for the Lord to work a process into me for me to realize that, you know, we can't, you know, we can't compare God to uh, necessarily what we see in the church or out of the church or what we see in people. And God in him, so we need to speak him for who he is. Um, and sometimes that brings up a lot of confusion, a lot of disillusionment, especially when, when kids are young and they see they see one thing and they hear another. You know, they, they hear people saying and preaching and declaring one thing, and then they see them letting another. Sometimes it causes us to, you know, just push away completely. So, you know, you may want to sit them down, too, and find out where he's at in that respect. You know, what are the things that have hurt him? Um, you know, what are the that have caused him to be disillusioned? You know, what are the things that are that hurt away at times? And just see where he's at in a genuine way. Um, that way you'll know effectively how to minister to him. And, you know, we're going to continue to pray uh, for communication because that's key, you know, that, that just that the, the communication opens up with you and, you know, you have an end to really just share your heart and listen to his heart too. Um, but, again, you know, sometimes we just, you know, and, and I'm personally I'm not a parent, okay, but, but I know from experience in, in myself and watching other people raise their children, uh, sometimes you just have to be the parent. You know, too many times we just want to be the friend. You know, we just want to be the friend. And we do need to be, you know, the friend. But a lot of times we just have to sort of lay the law down to you and be the parent. 
And, you know, just trust the Lord with it. Ask him for wisdom. And I believe that he's going to lead you in this. And uh, I just want to speak peace uh, over Pat uh, Prep Radio. Is it Sherry, right? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I just want to pray for Sherry right now, too. Again, I haven't been on the phone, you know, tonight, but, you know, I just know that she's she's going through a season right now and, and just needs the Lord to open up some finances and some blessings for her to continue to do the work that she's doing and to continue to go forward. And, you know, a lot of times when we're in that hard spot and we feel like we've got this purpose and this drive to do something and sometimes things just aren't coming together, we can sort of lose our motivation. You know, we can lose our, uh, you know, even lose our joy in the midst of, you know, when we see those mountains popping up and we're hitting those brick walls all the time. And sometimes we just can't seem to break through at the moment. And so what I want to do is just encourage you this, you know, if you continue to to seek the Lord and if you'll faint not, okay, if you'll faint not, if you'll continue to press into the things of God and trust him in the season of your life, uh, you will reap a harvest. You will reap a harvest. God's not slack concerning his promises, concerning you, Shay. And I want to say this, whether it's working with the animals, working with people, ministering to people, it's all a ministry. You know, we're all called to help. And we're all called to be a help in the earth, uh, whether it's with people, whether it's with animals, you know, and, uh, you know, sometimes I know unless you really have animals, and we do, we've got two, my wife and I have two chihuahuas, so we're animal people for sure. Um, and they're like, we don't have any children ourselves, but those, you know, those animals are like, you know, we, we've adopted them like our own, you know. And, um, you know, so I understand, you know, you have a heart for animals. You have a heart uh, to do what you're doing. And, you know, God's given you a, a passion for this. He's given you a desire. And sometimes when we have a hope and we really are believing that God's going to get us through and to end the level with, with ministry or business or even in our relationships, in our marriages, in our you know friendships, and we don't see it happen right away, uh, we can lose hope. And the Bible says that hope deferred, it makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. And so, you know, God's desire for you is that the desires of your heart come. See, if you seek the Lord, if you commit yourself to the Lord, trust in the Lord with all your heart, he'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you, if if it's to work with animals, if it's to take your to another level, if it's to, you know, whatever it is, he'll do that for you. And so I just want to pray for you, whatever, whatever you're going through right now, um, concerning your business and concerning some of the dreams that you want to seek come forth, you know, we're going to believe for increase in your life. As you seek first the kingdom, and as you seek first his righteousness, God promises all that he's added to you. So God's going to bring an addition into your life as you seek him. God's going to bring multiplication into your life and bring increase in your life as you're wholeheartedly seeking him. You know, and yes, there are seasons we go through where the enemy, you know, he is a thief, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And a lot of times in certain seasons, the enemy does get the best of us in seasons, and I'm not saying forever, 
And the enemy does attack us in our finances or attack our relationships or attack us through circumstance. Okay, we all go through something on on that type of a level. But see, God has a promise, and it's this. You'll reap if you faint not. So don't be weary in well-doing. Don't faint. Don't draw back. But continue to go forward. Put your hand to the plow, and don't look back, but continue to go forward. See, there's a momentum in the kingdom of God. See, the kingdom of God is constantly moving forward. The kingdom of God is constantly advancing. And as we begin to hook into Jesus, as we begin to tap into the move of the Spirit for our lives, and so I'm personalizing this for you, Sherry, as you begin to seek out the will of God continually, as you begin to call in those finances, and I'm going to encourage you, just begin to call in finances for, your, for this business. Begin to call in resources for this business. Begin to call in more help. If, if things get overwhelming and, and you get to a place where you need more, more help, just begin to ask the Lord. See, he knows what you need even before you ask. But he still says ask and you shall receive. See, if you take the word ask and you, you write A on one line, S on the next line, and K on the next line, one big ask is ask, speak, and knock. And if you ask, he says, he'll answer you. If you seek, you're going to find it. And if you knock, he's going to open up the doors. And so we're going to just believe for a major breakthrough in your life with this business. And I believe that this is going to be a year where you're going to find yourself advancing in spiritual things, that there's going to be a new capacity in your life to receive deeper things of the Spirit. Okay? And God's about to bring you to a new place where his voice, where his voice is speaking to you personally. And I don't mean just through the Bible. And I don't mean through people that call themselves men and women of God, and whether they are or whether they're not, I don't know, whoever's in your life. But I'm talking about God having one-on-one FaceTime with you and speaking into your heart and giving you the answers and the solutions to walk through this season of your life concerning business, concerning your relationships, and most importantly, concerning your relationship with the Lord. God wants to take you to a deeper a deeper place And I'm not saying you're not deep in him I'm not, So don't misread what I'm saying okay? Because that's not what I'm trying to convey But what I'm saying is Get ready for a new Place in him this year A new place Okay, So I'm going to pray for you And then I'm going to turn it back over to Paul or Olivia or Sean Or whoever will I know we've got a few people that have been on the platform a little bit And uh, I've got quite a few people in the chat room as well I want to pray for you, and then we're going to kind of get back into the the flow of the show uh, with it. But Father, I just lift up Sherry to you, Father, and I just thank you, Lord, for your daughter. I thank you, Father God, that you are giving her ears to hear what your spirit is saying for this season of her life. I thank you that you spiritual eyes to see truth. I thank you, Father God, that you've given her a heart that is a hungry heart. You've given her a humble heart. And, Father, you've given her an honorable heart. And, Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you would just give her a heart of obedience in this season, Lord God, and that she would be able to trust you, put a confidence in her heart, and give her a fresh ability to trust you in this season with everything, Father. With everything, Father. 
And Lord, right now I just want to pray concerning who we relate to, Lord God. And Father, I just feel like uh, and, and I'm just going to just kind of go out there for a minute to just bark with me. But I just really feel like there's been a, some, a, a breach, uh, a schism, a division, a really important relationship in your life uh, not too uh, long ago or just maybe even just recently. I'm, I'm feeling probably within the last, you know, six to nine months or so there's been some friend or some person in your life uh, that maybe you had some kind of issue or, or ought with, some something that kind of worked a wedge between you, brought a separation between you, and maybe brought, uh, and, I, and I'll use this word again, but a little disillusionment and a little, you know, wonder, like, God, what's this all about? And it's caused you to be a little, uh, what's the word? Um, it's caused your heart to, um, it's just hurt you in your heart, so to speak. And, you know, the enemy um, see, the Lord says you've got an honorable heart. The Lord says you've got a humble heart. And so the enemy is really trying to go after those things that are precious in your heart uh, to get you off track and off kilter at times. But I feel like the Lord is going to really uh, solidify and establish some things in your heart this year. And he's going to make some things very clear to you that he's going to actually work out um, some division, some problem that was going on with this friend. I don't know whether it's a man or a woman or, or what's going on there, but I don't know if it was a, a you know just a friend or a family or somebody very close to you uh, that you just recently had some type of issue with. I don't know what, what happened there, but God's going to resolve this issue. God's going to bring this situation uh, to a close, and He's going to pour His blood over it, and He's going to bring re- resolve and resolution to it. And this is going to help your heart, okay, in, in your areas of, of this relationship, whatever it is. And, again, I don't know if it's a, you know, a, just a friendship or a family relationship or what it is specifically, but just feel like you've been wounded in your heart. And so the Lord is going to begin to pour oil in those wounds. Uh, the Lord's going to begin to work in those areas where you did. And he's going to heal your heart, okay. And, um, and this is going to actually cause you to take leaps and bounds in some of the other areas of your life uh, where you've lost motivation and you've uh, sort of hit that brick wall, you know, that I was talking about earlier, that mountain, however you want to phrase it. Um, but one of these areas that works going to bring a lot of healing in in your life is relationships. Um, just begin to pray into these things. Begin to ask the Lord to just show you specifically, you know, where, where I'm coming from. And I was going to say this, um, just believe God for more. Believe God to do it, and it's it's not far fetched, you know. The, the the dreams and the, the ideas and the things that God has put in your heart. Um, there's even people at times that that would tell you some of the things you think are crazy, and that God would never do that. But the Lord says He is going to do it, and you just need to just trust Him this year. And so, Father, right now I just pray for Sherry, Lord, that you just put a new confidence in our heart that you put a new trust in our heart with you. And, that, Father, you'd help her to heal in the areas of relationships, uh, whatever this situation is right now, Father, that you'd just bring healing, bring a unity and bring a peace about it, Father, that you'd work in the situation, Father, and that you would turn it around. And, Father, we just declare right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you are the God of increase, that you are God that El Shaddai. You are the God that's more than enough. Father, you're El Shaddai, not El Chipo. And I just declare right now, Father, that you provide according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 
And so, Father, we just call in from the north, south, east, and west everything that Sherry needs to do your will, everything that she needs to allow this business to continue in the, in the flow and the direction that you're calling it to. Father, that everything that she needs, Lord God, to see order and blessing and see the kingdom come into her life this year, Father, we call it in right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. All right, brother Paul, Sean, you there, Sean? Is Sean still with us? I, I don't have my. Sean left. Uh, Sean had to leave. Sean left. I. Okay. Um, okay. Chris, well, I wasn't sure. What, I don't know. Sure. Um. Wendy, we need to try to locate a church in the Fort Myers area. Uh, yeah, I was reading the chat. We'll, uh, I'm on it. I'll, I'll be on top of it tomorrow and maybe later tonight. So um, I'll, I've got a buddy that's in the church that we go to. He used to go to Rodney Howard Brown's church. Uh, he used to be a businessman in Florida, and he's got a huge, huge group of Christian business people there uh, in Tampa and outside of Tampa. Uh, some of them go to Rodney's church. Some of them go to other churches. But they're all, uh, you know, Bible-believing, Holy Ghost-filled Christians. And he's a pretty serious guy. And some of these guys I've met, they've come out here and preached in some of our churches. Not only do they do business, uh, but they're ministers too. And they're real, real genuine people. Um, I will actually be meeting with him tomorrow um, anyways uh, and meeting with my pastor so I'm just going to get all his uh, connections, every everything he can throw at me in that area, any numbers uh, of any of his people or ministers or, you know, his prayer people out there because he's got a lot of prayer intercessors out there too uh, that we're working with him. And so um, that's perfect. It's, it's, I think it's kind of funny you're actually out in the uh, Fort Myers area. I know that's not too far from Tampa. I know they uh, – so, yeah, I'll be on that tomorrow. Um. Definitely, I'll definitely be. But um. Well, uh, Christian. Unless, I was no, not um, Mormon. Just, I don't know. How to, but, um, yeah, Christopher just met right. up with some brother Mormons yesterday. I never heard the end of it because he, Christopher, kind of just shoved me off to the curb yesterday because when he turned his corner, he got all excited, started breathing real heavy. He saw these two bicycles changed up, chained up to the stop sign, and he's like, "Oh Lord!" He told me he was getting thirsty. He, he saw that there was some Mormons across the street from him. He told me, "I gotta go." I said, "Don't be mean, man. Show him the love of Jesus." I never heard from him again. <laughs> so, um, um, anyway, uh, you know, God's yeah, funny. This is the thing. Well, I'll get into that, but I was just going to say, uh, you know, for as far as Wendy goes, I was just listening to, um, you know, or reading the chat right there. You know, I don't know what your preference is or where you're at with things. I, I understand. It, it sounds like your your husband has more of a charismatic, uh, you know, if I'm reading this right, Um you know, background, Pentecostal background, Baptist background. Um, there's plenty of churches out there that are, 
you know, very open to, you know, where the way you've been raised as well as the way he was raised. Um, you know, we'll we'll find something that will, you know, definitely get you guys plugged in. Not any weirdness, not anything that's not Bible based. We are all about the Word of God. And when we see things that do not go with the Word of God, we're, we do not support it. We do not encourage it. You know, so we're not going to get you plugged into a bunch of weirdos. I just want to say that, you know, just off the bat. Uh, we're going to make sure we get you, you know, hooked up with some sound people. And, of course, you know, you just fill it out. Check it with the Bible. Make sure what they're doing is biblically sound, you know, and, um, you know, just kind of go with it from there. But you will make sure we get you connected with somebody out there. Uh, at least to start and just see, you know, where that takes you, you know, what kind of journey that takes you on. So, um, yeah, yesterday with the Mormons, you know, um, they were actually stuck at my neighbor's door yesterday. He's a spiritual Christian. Uh, she's a Jesus believer, saved, washed in the blood, and loves God with all her heart. And, uh, you know, yesterday uh, I pulled up, and she was talking to them, and um, I wanted to just go over there at first, uh, you know, and just, kind of see what was up, but I felt like the Lord said, stay back and pray for a minute, and um, so that's what I did, actually, so really, the way things transpired, I got a little eager uh, to kind of jump in the middle of their conversation, but, I, you know, um, really what happened, my neighbor actually just lost her mother, um, kind of a crazy story, but she she was kind of in a crisis time, it was actually better that I didn't go over there, um, the way things worked out, so not to... Not to, you know, bring a, you know, a damper down on the story or anything. Not a whole lot happened. Uh, I did pray, you know, uh, for these guys to come to the knowledge of the truth. Um, never actually got to spoke to them well, when it was all said and done. They didn't actually come back through my side of the neighborhood like I thought they did, or like I thought they would. And uh, so I never got, you know, too interface at the door or anything like that. Just prayed a little bit and ended up, uh, you know, just talking to the neighbor or whatnot. And uh, that's how that turned out. But, um, you know, just want to let you know that, you know, we're not uh, we're not going to plug into a Mormon church and uh, definitely do not uh, agree with a Mormon doctrine at all. You know, we do not support that. Um, definitely are praying for all uh, different religions and cults and people that are uh, blinded to the truth to come to the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, um, we'll just leave it at that. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I know we got about nine more minutes on the show, and it uh, looks like we've got a fleshy 2009 in here kind of checking us out. And uh, I don't know if it's prayer, but uh, I'm going to pray for them anyway. And um, so, fleshy, if you're listening, I'll see you the uh, in the chat room going back and forth with Antarctica. And so I just want to let you know. Uh, well, I'm very surprised uh, so that, these, that, these, that these ladies living in Fort Myers area, Naples, um, as, as big as the population is there, um, that uh, they can't find a Holy Ghost-filled church, um, you know, we believe that only the 60 books of the Bible are the inspired and therefore inherited the Word of God. We believe that the Bible is the final authority for all we believe and for how 
we're all to live. Um, we believe that Jesus Christ is God incarnate, fully God and fully man, that he was conceived and born a virgin, lived a sinless life, and offered himself as a penal, substitutionary sacrifice for all sinners, that by his blood, the blood of Jesus, his blood shed at the cross, that we all walk in victory, that he obtained for us eternal redemption, the forgiveness of sins, and life everlasting, that he was raised boldly on the third day and descended on the right hand of the Father, therefore to make an intercession for the saints forever. Um, we believe that grace alone is by grace of God alone, through faith alone, through Christ alone, no ordinance, ritual work, or any other activity on the part of man is required or accepted in order to be saved. This saving grace of God through the power of the Holy Spirit also sanctifies us by enabling us to do what is pleasing in God, okay? In God's sight in order that we might progressively be conformed to the image of Christ, okay? So we believe... In addition to that, that, the Lord Jesus Christ baptizes believers in the Holy Spirit, in whom we are also sealed for the day of redemption. Now, there's predestination, there's one saved and always saved, and there's free will. We believe in free will. We believe at any moment that if you want to walk out of the will of God, that you're walking on thin ice. And it is possible if you walk away from God and turn your head to him, your cheek to him, that you're heading to hell. The Holy Spirit regenerates forever and dwells and gracefully, graciously equips the Christians for the godly living and for service. So, um, no, we're not out there teaching Mormon theology. So uh, we believe in laying on a, we believe in laying on yeah. hands, signs, wonders, and miracles. Hallelujah. So um, I can go on for an hour about what we believe in, and we believe in miracles. We believe that God is not a liar, and every word that leaves His mouth it will it shall prosper in the things that He sent it for, and it does not return Amen. void. We believe that without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is what? That he is. That the Holy Ghost that we serve, that Jesus Christ that ascended, is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So um, we pray, Flushy, 2009, that the Lord ministers to you through us and... And we'll do everything we can to help you find a home church in your area. Hallelujah. So we got we got a little about a couple of minutes left. I ask God and I thank Him. He's going to bless everybody that came on the air with us tonight. And we thank all our partners Amen. immensely. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And blessing. We will be praying for you. Amen. Amen. You got it, Chris. Praise God. Well, listen, if you're just listening, I just let you know this is Prayer International Radio. And you can reach us at www.prayerinternational.com. 
Also, if you want to email us, send in your, your questions, send your comments, send your information, prayer requests. If the Lord's given you a word or something you want to share with us, send it in to our email. Let us know what's going on. Uh, that email address is prayerinternet@gmail.com. And if you let us know, you know, we'll stay in touch with you uh, via email, video, telephone, whatever. Just send some info for us, and we'll make a point to get back in touch with you. So um, we've left that information in the chat room. So, uh, again, if you want to check that out, too, it's uh, prayerinternational.gmail.com. Send your prayer request in. Listen, the reason we're doing this, and I just want to say this before we sign off, the reason we're doing this, God commanded us to pray continually. That doesn't mean we sit up 24 hours a day. Believe me, some of us would if we could. But, you know, we have to take care of things, you know, and and live and pay bills and work and take care of our families and whatnot, you know. But um, anyway. Chris, Chris, do you have the gift of tongues? Yeah, why do you ask? Well, they're asking in the chat room. Oh, if I have to get the tongues? Or are you asking me that? Yeah, but they're no, asking I didn't, me that. I know you. You know, this isn't, yeah. this is. Actually, I do. Yeah, I do. I do believe in praying in tongues. I do pray in tongues. Uh, you know, I, I believe this. God, God gives us all spiritual gifts. Um, not everybody prays in tongues, okay? Um, some people have gifts of healing. Some people have gifts of prophecy. Some people have gifts of tongues. Uh, some people have gifts of discernment. Some people have gifts of helps and mercy. You know, they've got gifts of speaking. Uh, you know, I do pray in tongues. I do. I'm a firm believer in it. Um, I do believe in many churches it's abused. Um, and I believe in many churches it's ignored. And I think there needs to be a balance. Uh, you can read 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 14, uh, Jude, verse 20, Romans chapter 8, and all those scriptures will support uh, that, that praying in tongues is, you know, from the Lord. God believes in it. Uh, the Holy Spirit's the one that gives the gifts. And if we're willing vessels and believers, uh, we can uh, receive. So, you know. Also, I just want to say, hey, God bless you, Cheryl, JT Overcomer Ministry. We're praying for you. Always praying for you, Cheryl. I saw that you jumped on there. I'm going to come check out your show probably tomorrow anyway, just to see what you're doing. Uh, just want to let you know we haven't forgot about you. We, we're back on the air. We're doing some things a little different. Listen, send in your prayer request. I'm going to pray for everybody before we go out tonight. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask your blessings upon everybody in the chat room. Father, fill them with your Holy Spirit tonight. Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior to them. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that your will is being done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for everyone attending. All right. I think we went into recording time, so I think we're past the 12 o'clock. Not when we said amen, it hit 12. So I think everybody got in here for... Bless you guys. If you want to call me back on Skype, I'm going to cut the show. If you want to call me back on Skype, let's wrap for a minute, and I'm going to say bye in the chat room. Uh, Call me back, Paul. God bless everybody. Bless everybody.